everybody. Welcome to H2O and Friends. I'm Brian. And I'm Brooke. And we are so happy to have you along here with us. This is, I guess, do we call it the the official H2O podcast, I guess, Brooke? Yeah, I guess this would that would make this our pilot. Pilot, yes. Um, Can you refer to a podcast episode one as a pilot, or is that just for TV shows? Uh, I think there's some space for that. I think maybe the preview we posted would maybe be the pilot. Okay. This would be the pilot plus, I guess. Or episode one. Or episode one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm so happy to have all of you here listening together with us. And um, I guess a lot of you are probably just wondering... What on earth is happening right now? My my church yeah. is making a podcast. <laughs> what is going on? And my answer to that is, what is going on in the world right now? Yeah. It's just absolute um, chaos. That's the only, yeah. only way that I can put it. That's and, the word I was thinking of. Yep. Yeah. So I guess to... I guess maybe so so let's back up to what was it 3 weeks ago now Brooke where Yeah, it was March 11th. Is that when it was? Okay. It was a Tuesday. Today yep. yeah, today is April 1st aka March 32nd because nobody's taking yes. nobody cares about April Fool's Day. Yeah. Also I was wrong, it was March 10th. Okay. Yeah. We were we were in um, our H2O staff meeting, Brooke and I are both on staff with H2O and we had on our staff agenda to talk about, uh, plans for coronavirus in case, in case, mm-hmm. in the off chance that like mm-hmm. classes get canceled and this thing really, you know, kind of takes off. And I think it was at 2 PM that day. Kent State announced that they were canceling face-to-face classes for, I think, through was, the end of spring break, right? Yeah, it was for the next month. Like, classes at that time would resume in person April 13th or something like that. Yeah. So, um, Brooke, can I ask you what... what what did that feel like? Cause I, th- I feel like we all kind of felt the same thing. What, like where, where did, where was your head going? Where was your heart going during that, during that time? Yeah. Upon hearing the news, I felt totally shocked and immediately felt my heart rate pick up. Um, mm-hmm. just felt way more serious in that moment than it had up to that point. We were, reading the news. We were hearing about it. We knew it was present, but it had no way felt risky. Even just two days before on that Sunday, we celebrated five baptisms at our church and everyone was gathered together. We celebrated those five people and that felt good and it felt exciting. And then right after that on Monday, we concluded our seven week discipleship uh, experience, the well, and we call that as you know, while closing ceremonies. And that's always a really fun event. Again, had a ton of people in one space. We're eating food together, sharing memories, celebrating what God did. Really excited. And then Tuesday, we went into that staff meeting. We were talking about all hypotheticals, like if this were to happen, but we still kind of carried on business as usual. We had 
different events we were planning, just kind of reflecting on the weekend and everything that happened. And then you're right, Brian, it was 2 p.m. when all of a sudden these hypotheticals became super real. And I think I immediately remember feeling, if we don't pray about this right now, I don't know if I could leave this office space feeling any sort of peace. Mm -hmm. And the rest of that week felt it just felt so shocking. Like I felt, yeah, I felt like I was in shock for the next two to three days. And it wasn't until later that week that it, I feel like it really settled in. And I started to kind of understand the implications of what uh, COVID-19 was having on our, not just our society, but on our church. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of remember feeling, um, so yeah, praise the Lord. Like it feels like our state, the state of Ohio, has kind of been ahead of a lot of this stuff in a lot of ways. Oh yeah. Which actually has turned out to be really really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but it felt like that day, it felt like honestly, it felt like the devil was just pushing over the first domino. Mm. You know, and then mm-hmm. it was just domino after domino falling after that. Mm-hmm. And because then it was that Friday that we heard classes would be moved to only online for the rest of the semester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that news came a few days later. So for about three days there, we were operating under, we'll be back in a month. We'll have this kind of extended time of being off, life looking different. And then I remember hearing the news that it would be completely altered for the rest of the semester was really, really startling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And so felt, felt like, yes, Brian, I think the domino, it felt like we were almost getting robbed, but mm, yes, we had to so quickly combat that with who God is be reminding ourselves of his character. It was, it's like, no, we will not let the enemy have a foothold here. I don't know. That's yeah. what it felt really immediate to mm-hmm. go to God hearing that. Yeah. And even just there was uh, our all of our spring break trips were canceled, which at the moment it felt like, mm. oh, my goodness, like this just seems crazy. But now, mm. it's, I mean, it certainly seems like, yeah, that was absolutely the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but it it was honestly just that week felt like every single day, every single day of that week felt like a week, you know, like it was just like, hence hence why the month of March is the longest month that I will ever have to live through. (laughs) Yeah. It, it honestly just felt like it was disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And then on top of that, like, Oh, okay, you have to stay at home and you have to figure mm-hmm. out new routines. And by the way, you can't physically really be around your friends and your family, immediate family. Um, and it, it, it was just such a shock. And mm-hmm. um, there, was one, there was one evening where I don't, I don't think I'll ever forget this. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless my wife. She's pregnant with a little baby boy. And, um, yes. Congrats. I just want to say it again. Thank you. Yeah. So much, Brian. Um, yes. But there's some difficulties that 
you know, pregnancy brings. And then on top of all this, you know, uh, COVID-19 stuff, there was a night where like, I kind of snapped at my daughter and like, that's not, Mm. that's not me. I don't do that. And Mm -hmm. looking back on it now, my, my wife was gracious enough to point out like, Hey, we're going through an insane period of time right now. Like, Yes. Like, not that it's okay that you snapped, but it's understandable and there's grace and I forgive you. And I was just like, oh, man. Wow. It just feels like everyone's been reacting differently. And um, yeah, I don't know. That's just a little bit, a little like snapshot into like what life has been like for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, And I I guess I want to bring it all around to why, why are we doing... A podcast. Why does H two O and Friends exist? Yeah. I, I guess that's a question to you, Brooke. Do you? Um, yeah. Do you want to kind of fill us in on like maybe the heart behind why we're doing this? Of course. So we, at first, as a staff team, decided that for the first week of hearing the news, to kind of let it sit and stir a little bit and. Yeah, our staff team was just encouraged to use that week to rest and be with the Lord and to kind of pray through what was going on in our hearts, just a stillness of seeking Him. Again, whether or not it felt really restful, kind of what you were saying, Brian, it's just mm-hmm. hard to know. We've never walked through any of this before, so it's hard to yeah. know how to rest. But we took that first week and then we came back together and talked about we we talked about the fact that we are still a church and we still exist to glorify God and to worship him and make his name known. And that's just going to look different. It's it's not just different for our church. It's different for all churches. It's different for the global capital C church. So we're thinking we want to still shepherd and cultivate community within our church. And I think this idea came from kind of the fact that we we don't do live streams. Um, we are really thankful to have churches in our network that do that, but we also realize that we have giftings in our own community and a willingness and a need to still bring voice and encouragement and truth to our people, our family, our H2O family. And so I think a lot of the heart of this podcast is to say, church, we love you and we care about you and we want to be here for you. Um, I know in our preview, we talked about bringing people in, hearing their voices. We want nothing more than to hear what God is doing in the hearts of our church through this season, through this pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's, that's where my mind goes to is it's a form of care and shepherding and encouragement and hopefully there can be some joy to come from this too. Like we're Brian, you and I are learning how to hold joy and suffering in tension and mm-hmm. our churches too. So let's, let's talk about it. Let's bring that to the Lord. And then what's really nice about having um, something like this is that this can continue into, um, into the future, like COVID-19 yeah. won't last forever. And I think it'll just be kind of cool to see, just fruit that comes from this time in history. Mm-hmm. But the hope is to have this continue. But for right now to kind of offer as a source of encouragement and community and hope for our church. 
Amen. Hope in Christ. Hope in who Jesus is. Amen. That's that's the goal here. Yeah, I yeah, I totally agree. I I just want to share stories of 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 hope and also stories of sorrow and stories mm-hmm. of fun and laughter <laughs> and just doing all of those things at the same time. And moving forward, it's not going to be just Brooke and I. Uh, for the next episode, we're going to have a guest, and that's the hope for every episode. And we're not quite sure mm-hmm. what the frequency is going to be quite yet, um, but Brooke and I are going to be here all the time, and then we're going to have a <laughs> third uh, special guest, so kind of like a third rotating chair. And the hope is to just talk to that guest and just, sh- you know, like we said, sh- share stories mm-hmm. of... yeah. Hope in the Lord and sorrow and fun and mm-hmm. happiness and um, yeah, to just kind of, I don't know, I just want to capture like the walk of being a human with the Lord, you know? Yes. And to just kind of do that all together. And the hope is to kind of in the future to have, um, I think I'm going to try and set this up this week is like a voicemail line for some of you guys to call into and to share, you know, just what life is looking for like you guys right now. And, um, to get some of those on the podcast and we want to hear from you and it's not just Brooke and I talking into these microphones and to the ether, uh, (laughs) it's us doing that with you guys, uh, with our church. yeah. Yeah. So Brooke, I guess my question is, um, if we're going to kind of take a little bit of a left-hand turn here, is what does... So we have the shelter-at-home order that was written... Was that last week that that was signed? It feels <laughs> so time? long. Yeah, it what feels is like time anymore? Such a long time ago. What, what yeah. does the uh, shelter-at-home order look like for you, Brooke? Shelter in home here in Kent, Ohio, for me has been okay. It's been it's been good. I think it's been weird and sometimes difficult. I I'll start out and say that I like to wake up a little bit later than usual. <laughs> Amen. No shame. And in that. Yeah, I'll wake up, make some coffee. It's I think it's just nice having a slower start to the day. If anything, man, I just pray that the Lord settles my hurried heart mm, uh, mm-hmm. through this time. So I try to create routine for myself as much as I can. And so that means waking up and breakfast and getting in the Word and spending time with the Lord and sometimes praying and really authentic communion with the Lord. And sometimes it just feels forced and hard. Yeah. feels like, I don't know, Lord, my requests are the same today as they were yesterday. And you know what's happening, but still being diligent to think through and actually reflect in my heart. Okay. What, what needs to be brought to him right now? Um, that's kind of a routine I've, I've picked up. Um, I'm working out I don't know why I put a question mark on that. Yeah, that was a statement. You, you do that. <laughs> That's something you do from what I understand. <laughs> and that is honestly, that's been, that's been a source of joy for me too. It does get me just moving and outside and working. And sometimes I like to go on runs and definitely like to go on a walk when I can and 
maintain that six feet of distance. And I do live with a roommate who has a dog. And so we go on walks <laughs> and we take the dog. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been cooking a lot, which has been really exciting. Mm-hmm. And What have you been cooking? Okay, so I made spaghetti and meatballs and my own, I was really excited about this, my own honey balsamic glaze that I put on some Brussels sprouts. Oh, Brooke. (laughs) And I'll go ahead and humble brag. It was so good. Oh, man. And my dad is also a phenomenal cook. So anytime I make something, I'm even the least bit proud of. I take a picture of it and I send it to him. I'm like, look what I made. Because he does the same for me if he's trying to make me jealous that I'm not home eating dinner with him. I think I have the vapors over here, Brooke. (laughs) 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 But he'll send me, he'll, you know, sometimes send me a picture of something that he made. Of course, his is like, tonight I made a fettuccine Alfredo with my own homemade Alfredo Mm -hmm. sauce and I roasted Mm -hmm. asparagus with a Parmesan Mm -hmm. crust. And I'm like, okay, dad, okay. You are significantly older than I am and have way more experience. Just let me be proud of my honey balsamic glaze, okay? <laughs> so yeah. made that. Um, what else have we made? Made some rice and curry and some mm, chicken. Mm-hmm. Of course, I make box mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there was a night where I just had popcorn for dinner. And uh, that's, mm-hmm. that's just where I was. That's just where I was at that point. We do um, that sometimes. You know, we're not above that. No. Yeah. I, I don't even think it's something you need to be above. Like popcorn's really no. good. Like popcorn's good. It's a salty snack. Yeah. It's easy to eat. Anyway, I could go on. But I've also just been talking on the phone a lot, Skype calls. Um sometimes truly just sitting on my couch and being sad. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um just sometimes I I could try to read a book or I, I crack open my Bible, um, read something, but then just find myself kind of sitting and thinking, um, yeah. staring out the window, staring at the wall, being sad. And then yeah, I'll get to FaceTime my sister or a friend, um, someone from my life group yeah. and feels kind of normal, but you're still feeling like, no, I would much rather be doing this in person. Yeah. But we're not. So uh, I just want to interject real quick. I So I just got off like a big like video chat call with my life group, City City Life Group, LOL City Life Group. Shout out. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, so first of all, I just want to say all these video conferences are just – I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy we have them right now, but I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. kind of done with them. Like – yeah, it's great, but I'm happy we have it because it's all we got right now. But oh my goodness, it's just I call it I call it phone call fatigue yes. or oh. video conference yes. fatigue. Phone call fatigue just has that nice oh uh, alliteration. Lord. Yeah, but I was even just talking to um, yeah with my with some gals on staff this morning, and we we're talking about how we have a two and a half hour staff meeting on Tuesdays and that's Mm -hmm. all Skype. And then right after that, uh, she's got another meeting with students and those are both things that fill her up. She feels excited to do, but by, because they're both video, they finish and we're just exhausted. Yes. (laughs) Dead. Yeah. Whereas if that was happening in person, if I got to go to the office and then I got to go on campus or to a coffee shop and meet up with people, I'm energized by that. Yeah. 
And when it happens on video, it finishes and we're like, man, that's tired. And it's not exhausting because of the people. It's exhausting because it's it's not normal for us. It's mm-hmm. hard to sit in one place and to look at a screen. Yeah. And with the ever-present looming thought of it just isn't meant to be this way. Yeah. Yeah. And I But it's what we got. I, I feel like that's um that's a sense that I, I've had this these last couple of weeks is this this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And um uh, um I don't know if you feel this way, but sometimes I feel like there's this um well, I'm an Enneagram four, you know, whatever. If, you know, first podcast, we're talking about the Enneagram. <laughs> uh, but I'm an Enneagram four, and I I just feel stuff. And I'm okay yeah. with being sad. Like, that feels valid to me. Um, melancholy is comfortable. Melancholy is comfortable. And um, I just, I, I just want to tell you guys that if you're feeling sad and you're feeling melancholy... Uh, yeah, you should. <laughs> this yeah. isn't how, this isn't how our world is supposed to be right now. Yeah. Our world isn't supposed to be infected and diseased and distressed and sinful and lo- uh, isolated and locked inside of our homes and scared. Mm-hmm. And this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like, uh, I'm sad. I'm so sad for it. And, um, in my call that we had with our life group, like is we just felt sad together in a lot of yeah. ways. And I just want to tell you guys that that is okay. Yeah. And normal. And I, I want you guys to feel sad. Um, yeah. And I, and I, and I even, I, even I, give yeah. yourself space to do that and invite the Lord into it and then journal about it or tell someone about it. It's, it's going to be way more of a communal feeling. Just like you said, Brian, like you and your life group just talked about it. That's, that's a gift that we can even still Mm -hmm. talk about it there. But yeah. So Brian, that's really encouraging though. You got to talk with your life group tonight and yeah, that just sounds like a sweet time. Yeah. What has um what has shelter in place looked like there at the at the Yinger household? Uh yeah, it's been um not a it's been a shift for sure, but not a huge shift. So um my wife Katie, she um works at the University of Akron. She's the assistant to the dean of the College of Engineering. And for a while she was kind of considered up until up until this past week, she was considered um, essential staff. So she was still going into the mm-hmm. office. And I was working my part-time gig at um, Artisan Coffee Shop. And so life kind of felt somewhat normal, minus like all of our normal, you know, kind of H2O functions. Like for me, it's like band practice and meeting together as a life group and, you know, all of our stuff on Sunday. Yeah. Um, but then Katie got the kind of work from home order. And so she's just been, she's just been home, um, all day. And we've had our daughter, our three-year-old daughter, Eleanor here with us, um, all day. And I was off all last week because I had a bunch of time off for spring break. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So I, uh, yeah, honestly, I think, um, I think last week was really, if I'm looking back on it, it it's probably really, um, just really difficult. Um, yeah. And felt like I had no, um, it's hard for me to be in routine and to be self-disciplined and, um, it just felt like for me, life was kind of off the rails in a lot of ways. Um, mm. yeah, but it at the same time felt like it shouldn't be because I have my people around me. Mm. Um, and I think now like this week, I, I've been picking up a couple shifts at Artisan and getting back into routine a little bit. And it's felt like a little bit of a return to normal for me. Um, but it's also coupled with a little bit of anxiety. It's like, I'm still like out and among the public, but also still trying to stay away from people. Like we've set up some, um, social distancing measures at the coffee shop and, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. we're trying to be as responsible as we can be. Mm -hmm. Um, but it still has somewhat of this air of anxiety and yeah. Um, but so that's the downside. The upside is, um, man, there's just been so much joy and just cooking together and, um, oh, yeah, cooking food together. We cooked some banh mi sandwiches last week. Oh my gosh. Well, you ah, have to with mm, these restaurants around mm, us closed. Brian, ah, I know you love a Nashville banh mi from Erie Street Kitchen. Uh, so I'm really thankful you and Katie got to kind of create your own uh, banh mi. Pour one out. It didn't, I it didn't mm. compare, but it. I'm sure it was still great. It was fine. It was good. We're going to keep working yeah. on it. It was the first one we'd ever done. So I think I know what to change next time. But. Um, nice. What do you got to change next time? The Our pickled veggies were a little too sweet. Needs okay. some more spice to it. Okay. Um, the bread was a little too chewy. It was fine. It was still good. Like that's yeah. just what we do. But right. the real, the real winner of the week was. Let's hear it. I bought some baby back ribs. And oh I, my gosh! I'm not a rib guy. I don't know what came over me, but I was like, ribs sound good. Ugh. And my wife, God bless her. <laughs> Made like this, um, these amazing ribs in the slow cooker, and they were like wow. a little spicy and like fall yes. off the bone. She was pulling them out of the slow cooker, and they were like Ooh. falling off. And she still, oh God bless her, she still had to uh, broil them. She had to put them under the broiler still in the oven, and they Ooh. were like kind of like sticky and a little sweet and like spicy yeah. and. Mm, mm. Ooh. Oh, if that if that could just be a metaphor for us during this time, like we feel like we're falling off the bone here. We feel like we're mm-hmm. being thrown in yes. broilers. Yes. But if we could come out sweet and spicy and no, yeah. I took that too far. But no, that that's sounds- great. That's a good metaphor. <laughs> that sounds delicious, yeah. though, Brian. I'm I'm really glad you guys have that space. We've been doing that. We've been we've been taking a lot of walks together. Um, yes. Uh, just trying to enjoy life together and Sundays we uh played like a little worship set for some friends that it was like it seems like a little bit of a tradition that our friend Kayla started 
Yeah. And we've been watching the H2OBG live stream together on Sundays. Yep. And um, I don't know. It feels a little bit like um, I don't want to just like squander this time. Yeah. You know, but also, I don't know. I Something I really struggle with is I'm not like a person that gets my worth from what I output. You know, praise God, um, praise God, but also like it can have its downsides, but also like, yeah, um, am I resting? Am I spending time with my family? Mm. You know, I don't know. Yeah. So it's just a lot of like wondering, am I spending this time correctly? And I think yeah. the answer to that is yes. Uh, <laughs> everyone is just going to have something that they get out of this time because this is, yeah. This is so foreign and so unreal and so strange. This isn't life for us. This isn't how it's supposed to be. Exactly. Bring it back to that. Yep. And to know the Lord has grace for us now, like it is such a gift that it feels like everything can be taken away from us, yet we still have hope in the Lord. So that's still everything. We still have everything left. But the reality is, too, it's like, no, we can't commune together. I can't go to the store and feel like it's normal. And I can't, um, like, I feel like the the trail that I like to walk on, it was too crowded. I was like, I don't know if mm, I can go on that. Yeah. And so that feels like, it does. It feels like, am I doing this well? And I don't think that's the question we need to be asking ourselves. I think it's, Lord, are you still present? Are you still here? And with a resounding yes, we can, okay, well then I want to lean into you and I want to worship you even when it hurts. And I think you can do that through walks with your wife and your your girl. And you can do that yeah. through cooking really good sandwiches. And yeah, I don't know. It's There's just room for grace and room for... Well, yeah, there's room for grace. Yeah. And there is grace. Yep. Yeah. So um, someone who's a part of our life group, um, who's a um, an H2O City member, Jan, she is a healthcare, yes. she's a healthcare worker. And it, it was almost um, unreal to hear from her just what Mm. things are like right now. And she said, she said, it feels like right now, she said in a tsunami, you feel what happens is the, the water from the coast draws out before Mm. the tsunami comes. And she's like, that's what's happening right now. You know, they're clearing people out of, out of the ward, out of beds and stuff who, who can't, who are stable enough to go home. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it just, what she shared with us just felt really heavy. And she was like, the men and women who I'm working with are, are heroes. They're putting themselves in, in, yeah. in harm's way for yep. those who are sick. And, um, they just, on, honestly, it just really felt like they are the, the frontliners against darkness and sickness and destruction. And mm. she also shared some hope of, I don't I don't know who it was, but people gathering in the parking lots of hospitals to sing 
worship songs mm. to the people working. Yeah. And um I'm just thankful that there are people who I don't know, I'm sure they don't know what else to do other than to just try and encourage others. Yeah. And um yeah, to kind of kind of bring it back together. It reminds me Yeah. Um Second Corinthians four, five through ten has been um kind of heavy on my heart this week. Um I'm just gonna read it right now. Uh I think yeah. this is from the NLT. I don't know what I copied it from, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's the NLT. <laughs> um so this is Second Corinthians four, five through ten. You see, we don't go around preaching about ourselves. We preach that Jesus Christ is the Lord, and we ourselves are your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let there be light in the darkness, has made this light shine in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Jesus Christ. We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Through suffering, our bodies continue to share in the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be seen in our bodies. Sorry, I cry all the time. <laughs> you don't have to be sorry. What I love about the Bible is that you could just read the Bible and offer no other yeah. teaching in a time like with man, it's just it pierces. It's yeah. Like just let scripture speak for scripture. I love that. And this this I think just communicates even the tension we're holding all the time of yeah joy and suffering and how we hold those one in one hand and one in the other. Mm -hmm. And we feel like, no, we only one can happen at the same time. And scripture is clear. The, the tension of those things is met on the cross Yep, where Jesus died and rose again. He brought death and life together, joy and suffering together in a moment in history that changed everything, including our lives, including this, including what we're walking through right now, that changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like, um, at least in my life, I feel like this, like, you know, like this kind of like old timey vaudeville kind of type thing where with a guy walking a, a tightrope between like two skyscrapers, yes. he's got this huge like pole that he's holding to help him balance Yes. And I feel like one way is joy and the other side is sorrow. And mm -hmm. I just keep, I'm just trying to get from normal and the tightrope is COVID-19 and the other side <laughs> is whatever's on the other side of this. Yeah. And I just keep 
swinging from one side of one side to the other. And mm. I don't know if I'm saying this just because I'm preaching to myself. Usually I'm preaching to myself, but <laughs> I just want to tell all of you guys that, you know, like Brooke said, like we have both in the same, it both in, we have both of those things in our hands at the same time. Yeah. And you should swing back from one to the other and just feel both deeply at the same time. Um, but comma, praise God that we have Jesus at the end of all of this. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, Brooke, Thanks do you want to share that, Brian? Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Brooke. <laughs> Um, do we want to, do we want to get into some fun stuff? Yes. I feel like in the future, I want to play like a song or something here or like some yeah. sort of, <laughs> like some like game show that music good transition. or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I mean, we're doing it now. We're holding these things in tension. It doesn't mean we're ignoring one or the other, but we acknowledge that both exist in the Christian life and in a walk with Jesus. Yeah. Let's have some fun, Brian. Let's do it. Let's have some flipping fun. Uh, so you had put out on our Instagram uh, at, at H2O Church Kent. Uh, give us a follow. Smash that like button. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. <laughs> you did a, a this or that H2O edition. And do you want me to quiz you first or do you want to quiz me first? Let's see. I want to quiz you first. Oh, okay. I'm gonna, I want to hear what you got, Brian. So this or that. So for those who might not know, there's this trend going around on social media where templates are made and you can choose between two different things. They're compared right next to each other, lined down the middle. And the protocol is that you screenshot the blank template and then you upload it to your own story, quote unquote story. And you circle which one you prefer. Super fun, easy. It's just good to see what people prefer, one or the other. So we call it this or that. So we did an H2O edition, just trying to pick some low stake things that our church might know or understand. Mm-hmm. Or like if I were to just say bench tree or tree city, people know what that means. So Brian, let's go. Let's okay. go. First, let's go. First is first. NIV or ESV? NIV. Why? This isn't, uh, this isn't part of the this or that on Instagram. It just it just uh, felt right in that moment. <laughs> uh, ESV feels too serious. Okay, cool. Next. I don't know. Bentry or Tree City? Bentry. Bible app or paper Bible? Bible app. Frisbee or basketball? Uh, neither, but Frisbee. Okay, coffee or tea? <laughs> coffee. <laughs> Smokies or Rockies? Uh, previously, these, are, these are mountains. Pre- <laughs> Previously, I said Smokies, but I'm going to say Rockies now. Now, okay. I haven't been to the Rockies, but I have Wait, been to... Can you... Hold, can you? Hold on. I have been to the Swiss... <laughs> Al- the foothills of the Swiss Alps in Austria, and it was That's the, a different country, Brian. No, hold on. It's the most... It's the, <laughs> the most beautiful place I've been to on Earth, and I'm told it's kind of like the Rockies. I'll accept that. <laughs> Okay, so as a band member, this one this one feels like it, it yeah. speaks to your your heartstrings a little bit. So acoustic or full band? Uh full band because if it's acoustic, I'm not playing. 
Oh. <laughs> Brian's got to be up there, like either slapping those drums yeah. or shredding on that guitar. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Okay. Next. Hammock or take a walk? Mm, take a walk. Guy's Pizza or Lucci's Pizza? Uh, Lucci's, without a doubt, on earth. <laughs> this seems like the highest stakes one for you. Or maybe not highest stakes, but just the answer is so obvious. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay, last but not least, Fall Retreat or Man Maker Women's Weekend? <sighs> that one does feel hard. Um, yeah. Uh, fall retreat. Okay, pain. <laughs> he made a decision. Ugh. Yep. Okay, that's fair. Great. All right, Brooke Davis, my friend Brooke, are you ready for this or that H two O edition? Yep. Okay, here we go. NIV or ESV? ESV. Bent, <laughs> bent tree or tree city. <laughs> Bentry. Correct. Bible app or paper Bible? <laughs> paper Bible. I get it. Frisbee or basketball? Frisbee. Okay. Coffee or tea? <gasps> Coffee. Ah, Smokies or Rockies? This one's hard, but Rockies. Okay. Acoustic or full band? Brooke? This one's hard. Full band. Yes. I love, yes. I love full band. Yes. It's just, here's the thing. Is I can I can be so much louder and off pitch and I feel like truly worshipful because I can just reckless abandon sing ridiculously oh, yes. in a full band. Yes. That's, that's why we turn it up, Brooke. <laughs> yes. That's why we turn it up. Yes. So, yes, my answer is full band. Okay. Guys, pizza or Lucci's? Lucci's. Oh, uh, of course. Fall retreat or Maymaker slash Women's Weekend. This one's equally as hard, Brian, because I get so absolutely pumped for both. Like mm-hmm. there is something deep, deep that only comes out and alive during these weekends yes. in me. It's, oh. I don't know if it's What's it going to be. This like camp counselor thing <laughs> or this extra level yes. of energy, but the Lord really uses this weekend is just like, okay, Brooke, all gas, no brakes, just <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard for me to choose between the two, but for the sake of this, I think I'm going to choose fall retreat. Ah, yes. Okay. Yes. Very good. Very good. I just have so much fun. It's always warmer. Yeah. There's always the opportunity to just jump in a lake if I feel compelled. <laughs> I get to bring my family with me. I really like that. Yeah, that yeah. is sweet. And we're all together. Yes, yeah. that does feel good. Yeah. Okay. Um, ah, that was great. That was great. Yeah. So we're coming up on the end of the show here. And uh, because I'm 32 going on 33, a white Christian millennial, uh, I've done about four different podcast shows in my existence and every single one of them i like to end with suggestions no not suggestions recommendations so cool i'm talking you know i always like to recommend like something to eat something to watch something to play something to read you know whatever brooke okay my question to you do you have a recommendation 
You know, I think I do. Okay. And that would be, dear listeners, I recommend you watch a Jane Austen film. Ooh. So I'm talking period drama. I'm Ooh. talking I'm talking UK English accents. I'm talking curly hair, fun dresses, dances. Yes. Jane Austen novels are phenomenal. I would recommend those. But the movie adaptations are equally as wonderful, if not flawless. Fantastic. So Sense and Sensibility, Pride and Prejudice, Persuasion, they're all great. Emma just came out too, and they, I don't know if it's still happening, but it's uh, this cool deal that they struck up with Amazon where you can pay to rent the movie for 48 hours. It was supposed to come out in theaters in the midst of all of this, so they just put Mm -hmm. it on Amazon for you to rent. That was also... Because how else are they going to make money? Exactly. So um, that would be my strong recommendation. If you're someone who's like... Jane Austen film, period drama. I'm going to say, you know what? We are in the midst of a global pandemic and I know you're at home anyway. You don't have to tell anyone. You don't even have to tell me, but watch a Jane Austen film. That would be my recommendation. Okay. Uh, my, Do you have a, you have one, Brian? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So this recommendation, um, I went back on back and forth on whether to actually recommend this or not. And I think I've stuck by it because look, folks, we're all college aged or older. Okay. So use your own discretion. (laughs) This is rated TVMA. So that would be like, I would say somewhere between PG 13 and R rated. You guys knew it was coming on Netflix. You got to watch Tiger King. Now, oh man. I, okay, so as an official, as a church staffer, I am not recommending you watch this because there's some pretty gnarly stuff in it. But <laughs> gnarly—that's that's an understatement. Um, but some some dudes filming a documentary wanted to film a documentary on what appears to be kind of the amateur zoo scene, I guess, or like these like private zoos and. Uh, just a bunch of insane things happen several times. Like, yeah, it is. Compl- this is not an exaggeration. It is unspeakably insane. <laughs> and I, uh, it's all the Internet is talking about. I'm sure half. I'm sure 80 percent of you have watched this already. And I want to talk I, about I it. I personally, I have not just because of what you said. It's that unspeakable shock surprise element. I just don't, I just feel like, do I, is this, is it the kind of thing that I feel like, is it taking my mind off of everything that's going around or is it like, I don't even know what to think about this thing. It just sounds so absolutely absurd. It's a little bit continue. of everything. Yeah. It's, yeah. Continue, Brian. I mean, it's not like, um. I mean, there are some elements that are like crude and blue and, you know, all that stuff. But it's it's just um, this crazy cult of personality that surrounds these people who operate these zoos and there's murder involved. And oh, my gosh, it's all true. And um, uh, yeah, I don't know. 
look it up, see if it's for you or not. It may not be for you. And that's completely... Sounds like it is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) It's not for the faint of heart. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know. Do with that what you will. Um, But folks, that's the end of episode one of H2O and Friends. Our our special guest next week will be uh, none other than our friend, Eric Asp. Yes, and I do want to note that our um, that our uh, theme song is from uh, Here Before Music. Check him out on Spotify. Uh, go and check him out because he graciously allowed us to use their music, his music. Yes, yes. And um, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, Brooke. What are our social accounts? Yeah. Plug our social accounts. Yep, you can follow along um, at. H2O Church Kent. That's H2O, the letter O and not a zero. So that's Instagram, Twitter, and then on Facebook. Um, I guess you can like our page, but it's H2O Kent. And there you go. There you that's go. Social media. We used to have a snapshot, Snapchat, but we put that to rest yeah. for now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>